to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Episode 337, I'm Chris. I'm Sam, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm concentrating on the background noise of the guy mowing the lawns next door is what's throwing me off. Uh, no, we will, uh, you know, oh, I'm still full of this cold, I can't get rid of it. It's great. Yeah, he's he's full of it and I'm getting out of here. That That's pretty much the gist of this episode. He's full of, he's full of the flu or whatever the hell that thing is. Um, he's not the only one in the house and I'm like, nah, nah, I'm too old to get sick. I'm out of here. So I'm moving. Um, all right. So what are we talking about? Well, you're just saying you're moving. So did you oh, want yeah, to talk about this exit admin charge? <laughs> which seems like a made up figure. Oh yeah, God. Well, I, yeah. So you got to add in money where you can now. I think. Remember that when you're a business, Chris. If you have to do filing or paperwork or photocopying for your uh, coaching, remember that. Add that in. That's an extra two hundred. God damn. I reckon. So yeah. So uh, I, I'm moving out. I'm getting a place. <laughs> Other side of town, effectively. Um, little, little right next to the uni. Right next to the so uni. So all you need to do now is get a whole bunch of contracts with them somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. So uh, I'm moving this weekend. So I've, I've moved some stuff before this recording, and I'm going to be moving all day Sunday as this is coming out. You're, you're listening to this. I'll be moving. Oh. I, I'll say we because Sam's going to give me a hand. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, one of the things he said was I – when. Sam took on the bond for this place, and I moved in here. That was all, yeah. Sa- the rental agency said we all had to sign the bond, even though Sam paid the bond. Yes, we all had to sign. Yeah, we all had to say that we're all on the bond, even though I only paid it, which is fine because we uh, that was our agreement individually. And uh, the other thing, we all had to sign to say we are a tenant of this house as yeah. well. Uh, so it means we all get emails about the house, and we all get emails about all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and and that's the other thing because I have moved into a two bedroom place yeah. by myself, and the only uh, um, eligible uh, occupant is me. Yeah, I can't have somebody else no. unless I put them on the. T- yeah, thing. yeah. But the thing is, when I so I'm moving to another place owned by the same rental agency, yeah, run by, yeah, which yeah. is the worst part of this little yeah, charge yeah, yeah, thing yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about. And they said, oh yeah, to get removed from the. the this is what he said to me originally. To get removed from the. Uh, the paperwork we've got to do paperwork. There's an admin charge. It'll be about 150 bucks. Yeah, I'm which like, I think they just made up. Yeah, and then because the, the email they sent out, the office lady sent yeah. out as wife, I assume. I assume, yeah, yeah. Um, said it's what 66 dollars an hour or something. What was that? Uh, 80. Uh, yeah, it was 82 minutes at. Yeah, whatever, six something bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay. So it ended up being one hundred and one, which I'll, I'll pay this afternoon, I guess, uh, when I get a chance. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what a way to make money. What a way to make money, uh, and it's just for them to do just. And I, I'm like, what are you been and doing for eighty two minutes? And it's like not you just like send... I'm leaving and going to a different place. I've just given them a whole lot more money, and they're making more rent out of me. So yeah. So, uh, yep, that's been happening. Uh, obviously, oh, not obviously. Also, you went and saw a movie premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so talk about that. I went up to um, Auckland for Buzz Cut. Um, Sorry if the lawnmower is making too much noise in the background. Just remember, we are a high class, high quality podcast studio here, and that's what happens. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, yeah, Buzz Cut. Uh, so, a friend of ours, Matt Hicks, who we uh, interviewed at Field Days as well. So, 
did we mention Buzzcut then on the interview? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No, but we did mention, we did talk to, to Matt at the Spates uh, tent. Hope we're still waiting for our sweet, sweet Spates I, gear, I don't, Matt. I don't, I don't think we won. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so either. Anyway, uh, he was in it. Uh, another person, uh, Saul... I've forgotten his surname now. Um, Saul was in it that I've worked with on a bunch of movies in the past. So that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, if you get a chance to see it, I mean, you may not want to go and spend the money to go to the movies to watch this movie. That's mm. all I'm saying, right? It's, yeah. It's a tongue-in-cheek, uh, cut-em-up Kiwi movie. And um, there are a lot of laughs, but I went with Diego. Yeah. And he missed a lot of the jokes because they're a little bit too Kiwi. Bit too Kiwi for the Brazilian. Yeah. So, uh, but it did feature Hash House Harriers. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that takes me back because it's supposed to be set in the 80s. (laughs) Oh, is it? Well, you're not sure. The cars aren't all like, it's not really 80s. Oh no, because they've got cell phones as well. So it's not, but it's that 80s vibe is what they're after. Yeah, okay. But I wondered. Sorry, no. That that was what he said to begin with. Uh, beforehand, the uh, director. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. It's a good laugh. Um, good to go with a few people. The film could have been better. Yeah. Could, could have had some better editing. They could have cut a few bits out. That yeah. Stuff. The do they do a lot it. of the stuff themselves? You think? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, they had a bit of a budget, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, they're the all pra- practical effects, which were sort of fun, but not very. Not very realistic, a lot of them. No, that's right. I think, but that's right. It goes along with everything else. That, I think. That's the chop him up horror. So, buzz cut. Yep, check it out. Uh, talking about, I've got some more film stuff here for you. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original. Oh, wow. With Gene Wilder. Uh, the only one. That's right. Let's not talk about the other one. Uh, so, that's pretty cool. And um, But I never realized there's a whole. They were talking about it on Reddit, and uh, I learned about a new subreddit. So, Grandpa Joe oh, yeah. in the film is definitely the villain of the movie, hands down, according to most people. And there's a subreddit. I'll tell you why. Oh, he, yeah, okay. He right. encourages Charlie to spend his hard-earned money on his tobacco, on his tobacco and on chocolate bars as a way to use them for his own personal gains. Joe then sneaks out after the other grandparents are sedated to buy Charlie a chocolate bar and only presents it to him in the middle of the night when everyone is sleeping so they wouldn't know he snuck out to buy it and could walk. He gropes Mrs. TV in one of the small rooms leading up to the chocolate room. He laughs at every child's misfortune and tells Charlie they deserve it, or not to be like them. During the Tunnel of Terror scene, he's the only sick who is actually having fun during it while everyone else is terrified. He convinces Charlie to steal a sip of the fizzy lifting drink that almost got them both killed. And when he realises his selfish goals weren't going to win him and Charlie the Chocolate Factory, he tells Charlie that it's okay. They will give the everlasting gobstopper to Slugworth instead. Dude is absolute filth, this is what someone wrote, and deserves to have his name run through the mud. I'm surprised he isn't recognised more as a main villain in any movie that he already is. That's pretty cool. So there's a subreddit called, uh, bear with me, what's the subreddit? Yeah, and these people are posting memes. Oh, it's called Grandpa Joe Hate, if you want to go look at something. Grandpa Joe Hate. And they just make memes all day long about Grandpa Joe and uh, how scummy he is. <laughs> Never thought that would be a thing. Uh, I told Sarah about that, no. and she said, "Are you going to ruin this childhood movie for me?" And I said, "Well, it depends how you think about it." Yeah. And uh, just the other thing, uh, did you see the um, brain surgery that they crowdfunded for the New Zealand stunt woman? No. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, tell me the whole story. I mean, what yeah, yeah. So the the stunt woman uh, has done work for uh, Lucy Lawless as Xena. She did work for Mad Max as Furiosa. 
in the yep. truck and she's been working on the Amazon you know uh, Lord of the Rings project and she hit her head uh, in an injury and basically uh, at work yeah well it sounds like it was work but they scanned her head and they said oh she has this um, traumatic brain injury and they recommend immediate surgery um, but they need uh, 60 the goal was to raise $60,000 and it was probably like you know one of those uh, injuries where it's just you're always bumping your head over time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, cumulative. Uh, yeah, yep. Lucy Laws threw in twenty grand. A whole bunch of people did. They've raised over one hundred one thousand dollars for Dana Grant. Um, they only went to sixty, so it's pretty cool. And then a couple of things about the Lord of the Rings TV series, biggest one ever filmed. And I don't know if this is the Amazon thing or not. There's a whole bunch of stunt workers on the set getting injured, and some of them quite badly. And they're saying, no, nothing's wrong, everything's good. The stunt people are going, don't know. The head stunt person apparently is very intimidating, very uh, crazy. They said that, yeah, it's causing a lot of problems. WorkSafe said that everything seems to be okay. They're not going to really go look at it because Amazon said everything's okay. Um, and then, I wonder if they have a misery closet for them to... to, to- I think so. Catch up and then one of the... They've got, like, the secu- uh, security people... Um, said the the head security officer. I'm sure he's not got any vested interest in this. Um, <laughs> no. He said they might normally have um, ten safety people on a normal set uh, from a fifty to one hundred fifty million dollar movie. He said this one has twenty one full time safety team members at all times and about six to eight part time. At one time, they've had sixteen thousand two hundred stunt people. Oh, sorry, no, I read it wrong. They've had 16,200 stunt person days worked since they started production, and they've had 0.065% injury across all of those days. So they said most of them are just soft things. But there was one stunt man going, oh, he was doing, he had to do flips and stuff, yeah. and he reckons they didn't rig him up properly and he hurt himself. But one of the actors came out a couple but of... But that's da- going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they sort of said... How many of these guys have worked on such a big production before? So, I don't know. It's both sides of the story. Who knows? But one of the actors who's in New Zealand came out the other day, and I can't remember who he is. I doesn't sound famous to me. He's just some dude. But he was like, I don't know how long we're here for. So Amazon's basically got this contract that just says, you've got to stay in New Zealand until we're finished filming. <laughs> so they may be being held prisoner. Sort of. Well, they're getting you know, paid as well. I mean, they're getting paid and they're in New Zealand. What's well, not to like? I about know, that. but it's. A, I think you he know. just said it's a bit hard for the families. Yeah, which yeah, I get, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's been happening. Um, I want to talk about. I want to talk about. Uh, we had a reunion oh, right. for um, Hamilton Call Centre, which was uh, designated HN One Two Three, part of Telecom back in the day. So we had a whole bunch of people there. Yeah, Adam, if Adam McFall, if you're listening, sorry, mate. Somebody I forgot somebody you. must have invited you. And I'm there for a while. I went, where's Adam? It's like, oh, oh, nobody. If there's Adam. anybody you want at one of these things, it's Adam. He turns I know, up everything. I felt really bad. I was I, like, yeah, oh, my God. Uh, I felt bad when you told me, and I've got nothing to do with it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was good. It was good catching up with people who haven't seen for effectively 20 years, a lot. Uh, yeah. some of them. Is there, um, and they were doing pretty well? Oh, my God. Those guys have got the best jobs. The best jobs. Oh, they, they've got strategy jobs and all this stuff. What? Um, Do you think that... Okay. Darius works, my old boss, yeah. she works for New Zealand Post doing strategy stuff mm. uh, based in Wellington, only she works from home because she's got a couple of kids. Yeah. And she has to fly down to Wellington every now and again, but she basically works... For, like, talk about decent salary, 
perfect yeah. job. Just so. Uh, do you think so, Jimmy? How how much of it is the culture that was formed there back in the day, or the people? Because not it, you can take other places, and that doesn't seem normal. What, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what do you reckon? Because you went to the um, the what do you call it? The yeah, un- conferences and stuff. Yeah. So we had some really really good people at Telecom. Um, you did a whole bunch and, of them. And yeah, yeah. We when I started there, the um, bar to get in was really really high. It was almost intimidating. Oh, okay. And I felt like the dumbest person in the group that I joined with. So right from the get go, they must have been picking really cool people, even yeah. though it was just call center work to begin yeah. with. Um, and then it dropped. The standard for yeah. the call center dropped as we were running out of people in Hamilton. So yeah, yeah okay, yeah. yeah. Um, they needed bodies, and they just got bodies. But um, yeah, so you know, uh, yeah. all those people were doing really, really well. But I wanted to mention this. Yeah. So uh, it was at the Wayward Pigeon, which yes. if you know Hamilton, it's like the other side of town. Uh, it's, I, I yes, it's, yeah, like it's pretty much opposite. Yeah, yeah. From so here, it where, is. where yeah. we live, right? Yeah. So I drove out there, and I was like, oh, I have a couple of drinks and drive home, and then. Um, I had a few drinks, yeah, because um, me and Carl and Scott Smiley got there oh, a bit geez, early, Scott, and yeah, and, uh, yeah got a few beers. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll get a dollar driver. So I went up to the bar and I said to the young barmaid there, yeah, um, I need a dollar driver to go home. Does she not and know she, what that meant? No, she goes, uh, oh, a what? A dollar driver? I need to get home. Oh, we don't have that. We only have Uber and taxis. And I went, well, how am I going to get my car home? Yeah, and she goes, and she never come she across it before. Like, like, how is this my problem? Like, she, she, she didn't say that. But oh, my she was gosh. Like, That's weird. I said... Because it's just a phone you call. You must have a dialer driver. And she turns <laughs> and asks the person there and, um, the you know, another barman. And he goes, and points to the till and there's cards next yeah, to the good. till. I was further down yeah, the bar. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, that... And um, I, I was like, my God, how old do I feel or how young is this chick? She's never heard of um, Dollar Driver. And I was telling Carl, and he goes, you're lucky you didn't ask for a Dollar Dick because she might have got really confused there because the card was Dollar Dick. Oh, all right, good. I thought I was, I thought I was missing yeah. something there. Yeah, no, I picked oh. up the car. It's got Dollar yeah. DIC. And DIC, so yeah, often yeah, yeah. in Hamilton, because we never heard that in Wellington when I lived in Wellington, no. but often in Hamilton, they call them Dollar Dicks. I need Dollar Dick. Oh, I never heard it. And, yeah, um, okay. yeah, and he goes, yeah, lucky you didn't ask for a Dollar Dick because she'd be really confused <laughs> So anyway, you got back home. Yeah, I got I got home fifty bucks. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Other yeah, side of Hamilton. Yeah, anyway. and it counts safe, and I didn't get any, yeah. Good, good, good. Hey, uh, you know what you could do when you got some spare time? What's that? Have you thought about breaking the Guinness World Record for stacking M and M's? Some guy just broke it. What do you reckon the record is? I wrote that one down. I put that one in there. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. I don't know. I was going to tell you anyway. I've got it on my list. Because <laughs> I wrote it in. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh. Um, so, dear listener, <laughs> what do you think the record for... If you uh, haven't heard this already. Guinness Book of Record for dialing in M&M's is. Dialing in M&M's? Stacking M&M's. Stacking M&M's. M&M's. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, five. Oh, five, yeah. Five. I mean, the old crazy, record was eh? four. <laughs> I don't know, like, and on one hand, it seems like, yep, that sounds about right, and then on another hand, I'm like, I really thought it would be more. Yeah, you'd think it would be a bigger deal. But then when you think about it... I, I need to get something in I know, try. I know, I think that's the plan, we'll all be doing that. Oh, have you... This is a great story, uh, you're going to love this, and I don't know if you've heard this, I hope you haven't. 
So these people had a house and it burnt down and they got paid out by the insurance, right? Okay, cool. Nice. But they were very upset with the payout amount. And this is a problem because what the insurance did, uh, especially from the uh, Christchurch earthquakes and that, they sort of said, hey, you have to make sure that you're uh, insured for the right amount of money, right? So they got paid out $418,000. And they're like, they felt that wasn't sufficient to rebuild the house and stuff. They want an extra $200,000 on top of that. So they went to the insurance tribunal place, what do they call it, ombudsman, and they said, no, they said that's correct. But what the insurance companies do is they'll agree on a price. No, no what's correct? The the insurance company's correct or the... The insurance uh, company's correct. Oh, the right, insurance right. company's always correct because yeah, they're dicks. Yeah. But right. this is where they get you. Car insurance is a good one. They'll insure your car for whatever you think, whatever you want to agree for. Then when you do the renewal, they'll go, oh, market price is this. You'll notice that. And I think they're sort of doing some of that stuff with the house. So every year they're saying you need to check your insurance that yeah. we policies because the renewal offer can always be different than what was originally signed, right? And they can't stress enough that you have to read read this renewal letter, especially when you're insuring a whole house, okay? So they burnt down this house, right? So the reason for burning down the house was quite preventable. Now, this is a top tip for you, Chris. Now, it doesn't bother you because you don't eat meat, but this guy was hungry and he wanted to cook some steak, right? So he thought, I can't be bothered dealing with the fry pan. I'm going to put it in the toaster, right? So he puts it in the toaster, which caused the fire. Now, the reason he wasn't there is because he put it in the toaster and then went and got some chips from the fish and chip shop. And that burnt down his house. So don't do that. Um, do, do you know my burning down the house story with the toaster? No, no. <laughs> that, that's why there was no laugh from you. I was like, something's not right here. Go. <laughs> What? what? So, I don't know. Uh, I don't so, can't remember um, you told me this one. This is about two weeks after I got married. Uh, we a little one bed sit um, flat in a house in uh, Hai Tai Tai yep. in Wellington. And we were on different shifts. So Ellen was working day shift. I was working night shift as a security guard. Okay. So I left just before she go, gets home. Yeah, and I'd be out all night, and then I'd come back in the morning, and she'd be going to work. Well, that was Friday night, so Saturday should be there. But anyway, uh, I, I I woke up, uh, so I slept all day. Woke up, got my uniform on. At that time, I'm riding a motorbike. Yeah, and uh, I put some hash browns in the toaster. Yep, mm. and evidently forgot about them. Yes, and jumped on the bike and went to work. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, ten minutes later. Ellen's walking up the street. She got the bus from work. She's oh. walking up the street. There's a fire brigade there, oh, wow. the fire engines yeah. and everything. Um, she's going, oh, that's near our house. My God, it is There's our, our house. house. What's going um, on? So, yeah, the hash browns set alight, um, caught the curtains oh. on fire in the kitchen. Luckily, the next-door neighbour saw it, must oh. have been straight away, called the fire brigade. Oh. They kicked in the door, uh, stopped it all. Like, we had a... Some dishes on the by the sink, yeah. And I had a blender sitting in a pot, so it's melted down to a pot full of plastic. Oh wow! With a blade in it, um, and the place stunk of smoke, yeah. And that doomed my marriage. Is that, is that the start? <laughs> is that the start of the? That's that's that why the, the marriage only lasts a few years. <laughs> okay, there we go. But yeah, um, so yeah, don't don't, don't put things other than bread in toasters. It's well, that's probably right. the that, best thing. That is probably the best thing. And don't go away and leave them on. <laughs> no. 
Uh, the Battle of the Billionaires is continuing. Yes. So, yes. Richard Branson wants to beat Jeff Bezos into space. He's real keen on that. Uh, he's going to hopefully do it ahead of him by nine days. Yeah. He's going to jump into a text, uh, test flight. I reckon one of them's going to die. Which one do you reckon is probably going to blow up? I don't know. Anyway, that's I, my I, prediction. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Richard Branson has a much bigger history of doing cool things like this, right? Yes, so he, okay. He, he did. He was the first one to do the, um, was it a motorboat across the and he, he, Atlantic? He was, or he was always the doing the hot air balloon things. Yeah, and, and so he did that a few times and failed, and then finally he succeeded. And then he did the hot air balloon. Yeah. Um, and he, f- yeah, um, fascinating stories in his book. Um, so he's done a whole bunch of really bizarre things. And do you remember... So The Apprentice came out, and then you, did you see Rebel Billionaire? Oh, I've heard of it vaguely. It did one season, yeah, and it was Richard Branson. Yeah, but he did all these stunts as well. Yeah. So one of the one of the things they were, um, I love that series, and if you can watch it, if it's still out there, go and watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty cool. Um, but he um, he. They're all in a, or I think the two contestants or three contestants, whatever, in a hot air balloon. Yeah. And there's a ladder going oh. out to the top of the balloon. Of course. And they had to go up. And it's scary as hell. Oh, like, yeah, no. Like, that is scary terrible. stuff. And, you know, balloons up way up in the air. And they get to the top, and Richard Brent's is sitting on the top of the balloon with a table and a cup of tea and stuff. And, <laughs> and he a cup of tea and has all that. It's no worries. Like, yeah, he's, um, he's so, so from we've that got- point of view... Jeff Bezos. So we've got he's, he's a, an adventurer in the gym, and that's it. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos is bald. Uh, Jack Daz now with his penis rocket, and uh, Richard Branson is in his sleek silver ship. But he's done a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. We'll see. But then, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm Tim Branson. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So Amazon's taking up his brother, the winner of a twenty eight million dollar auction, and Wally Funk. Did you see that? Wally Funk. <laughs> Who the hell is Wally Funk? <laughs> it's a good name, isn't it? It's classic. It's a female to begin with. Oh, and uh good. Yeah, so NASA originally trained 13 female pilots back in the 60s to go to space. And then they banned them all uh, for spaceflight because they're women. You can't do that. So um, You have a uterus. Yeah. And then, so as late as Wednesday last week, Branson was declining to say whether he'd go into space because of the restrictions placed on him by his publicly traded company. Bezos has just stepped down as CEO. He can do whatever he wants. Right, as, right, right, you know. right, right. So then Virgin Galactic, um, they only, this is, the, it cracks me up. Virgin, uh, the Virgin Galactic thing is going to go 88 kilometers up because apparently that's on the edge of space. And uh, the Blue Origin... Uh, penis rocket that's um going to go to 106 kilometers and they're going to be there just for 10 minutes they're going to get three minutes of weightlessness um and then virgin galactic glides back down and lands on a runway yeah like the old nasa ones uh blue origin just uh, has a capsule and then just parachutes down um so so do they do, does blue origin keep losing its booster every time I like don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or unless the whole thing just goes up and then the whole thing comes back down. It's, I will find out when one of them burns up. Wally Funk is 82 and is going to become the oldest person to launch into space when yes, she goes up. Yes, because I, I checked that out. I told, asked you about that, eh? And I, mm. said, I checked it out because 
currently, I believe, it's 77, which it, was yes. that, um, what was that dude's name? Uh, he, he was John Glenn. John Glenn, that's the dude. Yeah. Yeah, so he um, he went back up. So he was one of the first people in, in uh, I think so. In orbit? Orbit, that's mm. the word. First American in orbit, I think. So there's Bezos there showing you with Wally Funk. They're very happy. Oh, wow. So, anyway, look forward to uh, talking about uh, the whatever happens Wally there. Funk. Yeah, cool. No, team team, team uh, Branson all the way. Rattlesnake Central? <clears throat> yes. So, I thought this was amusing. What's happening? California is seeing a surge in rattlesnake encounters. Yes, good. As the droughts are forcing them to... Um, Go find... I've got sell. Uh, seek oh, water seek. in porches. Under houses and under children's play equipment. Nice. So under slides and swings yeah, and good. stuff. So there's just rattlesnakes everywhere I just, in California. I apparently. forget how lucky we are in New Zealand. We have no snakes here. We have no. We don't have too many giant poisonous spiders that Australia has. Yeah. Uh, what else is deadly out there? We yeah. Well, we don't have tigers and oh, good. Yeah. No. No. Ferocious. No. No one can own tigers or chimpanzees that rip your face off. So it's good. Yeah. Yep. I'm right. So, I'm very happy with that, actually. Yeah, very. Well, but what, we, what we also don't have roaming free here, yes. that they have roaming free in the States, is Bill Cosby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, now, do you know what happened with that? You know how he got free? Do you know what the story Yeah, is? something to do with a, I don't know if it was a prosecution or his defense or whatever, but somebody made a deal or something and something was wrong with it. Do so, you know who? No. Bruce Castor. I think that's his name. Okay. I didn't write it down. Um, and you know who he was? Who? He's that dicky, inarticulate lawyer that was defending President Trump in the second impeachment that just waffled on and oh. everybody was like, and he became a meme. It was him. He was the oh, prosecutor. Okay. And he said, oh, we couldn't. Because um, Bill Cosby had to admit to everything. Well, so this is what happened. Oh, we don't have enough to um, prosecute you. But I'll tell you what, if you do a deposition then we won't um, we won't prosecute you with the the what you say in the deposition. Yeah, yeah. And then, for the civil case, oh, so okay. the de- deposition was for a civil case. And so Bill Cosby gave this deposition, which basically incriminated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and ten years later, some other prosecutor comes across all this and or finds it out in yeah. his discovery after a, a, a victim has come forward and. Um, and says, oh, yeah, and uses it because it was a verbal agreement. And Bruce Castor, I saw an interview with him, and he's like, yes, well, I, I did expect that my verbal agreement would be kept by all prosecutors. Um, forever. Forever. In perpetuity. Yeah, all my successes in perpetuity. I'm like, well, if that's the case, write it down, you stupid yeah, yeah. Muppet lawyer. So anyway, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a bit crazy. There was a bit of backlash going around on um, social media because, like, his TV wife said, "Oh, you know, justice prevails. Everything's good. You know, whatever." Yeah. And people are like, "What are you on about?" Oh no, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's bad for victims in general, but you know, he's a good guy and all this sort of stuff. So she got pounded on. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's not going to get any work or do anything. He'll just hopefully. Thing. Actually, the other thing that was... Um, well, I mean, I, I, you know, they've got guns in the States. Why doesn't somebody, instead no, of going no. shooting up like innocent people all the time, why don't you do a little bit more of that vigilante stuff that you have in the movies, in the Westerns? Go and shoot, shoot them. Like, somebody go and shoot them. You know, no, that's, no, no, we're not, we're not uh, glorifying or uh, any of that. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that went a bit crazy online, did you see the Dental Slim diet control thing? No. You know I how much I love magnets? 
<laughs> and tape. Uh, no, no tape in this one. So Dunedin researchers have developed a device. Uh, they're trying to defend it. For some reason, they decided to publish it on Twitter and on the internet where people don't understand what's going on. Otago University and United Kingdom researchers developed the world-first device which uses magnets to lock the mouth almost shut. It helps fight the global obesity epidemic. You can have your teeth. That's it there. Just, it locks your teeth together. And um, with magnets, and you have about three millimeters of space. And apparently, it says here that it's very easy to keep talking. That's not how it was designed, though. It was designed to be a chastity belt for blowjobs. No, <laughs> no, no. So it's only two. No, it re- it means that you can only have a liquid diet, but apparently, it still allows free speech and does not restrict breathing. I don't know how that works. Can you have your teeth stuck that together? That looks. Terrible. Yeah, so, but they sort of, it's got to be fitted by a dentist. Uh, it could be released by the user in case of an emergency, and it could be repeatedly fitted and removed. And they said that these people have lost six kilos by doing it, blah, blah, blah. The tool could be all this sort of stuff. The main reason, and they sort of had to follow this up after everybody was going, what are you doing? They said it's for people, it's an option for people when they're having weight loss surgery. They have to lose a whole bunch of weight before the surgery because they have to reduce the size of their liver, I think it is, because when they do the surgery, which is keyhole, they move the liver, and it's all part of that. But I don't think they thought about it, and they're just like, hey, here's this thing we invented. Sticks your teeth together. Uh, so apparently there's a big thing online. Oh, my God. That just sounds that just <laughs> sounds so stupid. So stupid. Oh, and I wanted to mention that you, you may have seen the interview with uh, or heard our interview with Vince. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I was going to mention that I have uh, uh, eaten a couple of their packets of their uh, Vince. So there was, I think it was three flavours. Yep, yeah. there's Italian, yep. Mexican, and uh, Classic Kiwi. Right. So I had the Mexican first and then the uh, Classic Kiwi. And I had them both the same way. I basically uh, created that. So you put just put it in a bowl with hot water, leave it for a few minutes, and it's done yeah. effectively and then put it in with some uh, mixed in some uh, uh, chili chili beans yeah. from the uh, can uh, mixed that together and uh, nuked it and had nachos well you know put it on on corn chips and had nachos really nice really good uh, probably too much for one person to eat uh, probably it probably should have says been, that somewhere like. probably should have been two meals for two people or you know a meal for two people rather than just me eating it all but anyway it, it was nice it I was know really Jeremy Housen brought some after listening to that so thanks Jeremy Hope yeah, it's yeah. Good. Jeremy tell us what you think and I like your article in the um, your interview in the what was it Christchurch Brewers yep something like that Christchurch I can't Brewers remember what, thing yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't remember what the group's called that was pretty called. good yeah so um, yeah I, we'll have to uh, we'll have to test out some of your brew at some point mate. I just went to the Herald website uh, on a link and it's got like at the bottom on the little red breaking news thing billionaire space race Richard Branson's bid to out to Jeff Bezos and it got published this morning so they're a bit behind the times because we're already reporting it and it's like they're listening to us <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they, look at Richard Branson's team. Just this is, this is not going to help at all. But look at that dude. Look at him. He must be the brains of the outfit. Look at the size of his head. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. We hopefully I'm going to get all the rest of the interviews out this week for field days. Been a bit sick and a bit uh, under the weather. Actually, haven't been feeling like doing much. Normally, yeah, I yeah. pump, pump them out a bit faster. But uh, yeah, well, keep and, an eye uh, out for those. And we'll see how we go with uh, doing podcasts from different locations is going forward so that's right we're going to work it out technology 
whatever, travel. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, I, and since the lawnmower's back, yeah, it's, it's time to go. Yeah, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.